This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to the show. This show was at the request of my student, Bryce, because he's a huge Elvis fan, and so am I. Thank you so much, Bryce. We had so much fun looking into the Elvis-Ed Parker relationship. Okay, let's get to it. Today, it's just us. True, but say hi anyway. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. That was Landon. And welcome back. I'm Jackie. I wonder if they would ever confuse you two. I don't think so. (laughs) Only if they looked at us. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, I'm Sensei Michelle. As you heard, today we're going to talk about Ed Parker, his relationship to Elvis, and Kempo Karate. I have so many favorite Elvis Presley songs, it's going to be hard for me to pick just one. I'm just giving you that little uh, teaser right now. Hey guys, you should tweet us with your favorite Elvis Presley songs. But how do I get from Elvis Presley to a karate podcast? I don't know. Well, for one thing, I'm hoping Elvis fans like this show too. <laughs> Maybe we can send a copy of it to the Elvis fan club where you Ooh, got your information, that Landon. That a good transition, Sensei. Thank you. Thank you very much. Where you used the Elvis fan club, I used peoplepill.com. And believe me, I never knew it was there before I found it for this research. What do you go with, Sensei Jackie? I was so boring. I went to americankempo.com. Cool. Okay, where are we picking it up? Hey, Sensei, I've got a quick fact. He's known as Grandmaster Ed Parker because he made many black belts who became masters in their own right. And another fact is that he started American Kempo Karate, but moved on to international Kempo Karate when one of his students returned to Ireland and started a Kempo school there. Huh, that's a really good start, guys. Let's move on to Grandmaster Ed Parker, The Early Years. I'll take it, Sensei. Cool. He was born Edwin Kealoha Parker in Honolulu, Hawaii, March 19, 1931, and he started his training in judo at the age of 12. Aloha. Us. I'll keep... <laughs> an aloha and an us? <laughs> us. I'll keep it going with the fact that before he even got his shodan in judo, he was introduced to Kenpo by the Chow brothers. First Frank, then William. That's good stuff, guys. I'm going to jump forward to the university years. He attended Brigham Young University, where he received a degree in psychology and continued his training with William Chow. Sensei, um, maybe one day we can do some research on the Chow brothers. If you're out there and you have history on them, please get in touch. How would we do that, Landon? You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and our webpage, wildcatdojo.com. Or... You can send us an email at dojoconversations at AOL.com. Two things. First off, that's a great idea because I'd never even heard of the Chow Brothers. Neither had I. And secondly, thank you, Landon, for always having that information ready to go. A sensei. I'm going to move on to the fact that he was in the Coast Guard while still training with Mr. Chow, and he received his black belt from William Chow in 1953. Hey, sensei. We should pause here and tell everyone that if they want to know more about Kempo, they should listen to episode 18, History Part 2, Karate Comes to America. That's right. We published it on March 9th, 2020, and we talked about how Peter Urban was bringing Goju to the East Coast, as Ed Parker was bringing Kempo to the West Coast, didn't we? I think so, but that feels like a long time ago. Yes, it was. 
Yes, and I believe it was a bit of a controversy, and I believe we address all that in episode 18. So, hey guys, go back and listen. All right, back on track. Ed Parker opened his first school in Provo, Utah in 1954. Us, and by 1956, he arrived in California. He opened a dojo and got caught up in the movies and the training of show business people. Well, I got to tell you, that must be some kind of a busy life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Us. It does. And you know what? Most of the people that he trained, you'd only know if you love old movies. Which I do. And so I'm going to mention that he trained Steve McQueen. Boy, Steve McQueen had a lot of great movies. Us. But he was in the movie Bullet, and that is arguably... The greatest car chase ever. I'm not sure because everyone knows that the greatest car chase ever was in The French Connection. I do love that movie, too. I think that's Gene Hackman. I believe you're right. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is. Poor Landon. He's looking at us like, stop. Not only are you talking about movies, which I don't watch. We mentioned a movie today that you did watch. Do you guys remember? Oh, Paul Blart. (laughs) Paul Blart Monk. That's the one you watched? I watched it like four times. I think that movie's so funny. It's a funny movie. We watched it a couple times too. Now we're sending the listeners all over to watch old movies, but I do have to tell them, don't get Steve McQueen and Lightning McQueen confused. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Lightning McQueen is based on Steve McQueen. I mean, I don't know that to be a fact. I thought so. The car is in in the movie Cars. The car is an homage to the bullet car. Yeah, which is extremely valuable. That car, however, in cars too, there will be an homage to the French connection. I doubt it. <laughs> Could we please get back on track? All right, it's up to you, Sensei Jackie. All right, I'm moving on to the way that he adapted Kempo and started American Kempo Karate. His experience led him to understand some of the circular Chinese stylings. When you couple that with the idea that he wanted to adapt older ways with defending yourself in modern times, and boom, American Kempo Karate was born. That is fascinating. And do you guys remember that we saw in archery history and in sword history how great things happen in different places, but at the same time? Well, we've read that Peter Urban was doing the same thing in Chinatown, New York City at about the same time. So there you go. True. And I do remember that from all those other podcasts, don't you, Sensei Jackie? I do. But of course, this isn't about Peter Irvin. I'm saving him for another podcast. I'd like to get some old timers to tell me some stories about him. Hey, are you guys out there? Please get in touch and let's try to set up an interview. Seriously, please. That would be awesome. I know. Okay, you're right. But can I just add one more thing, Sensei? Okay. I know this isn't about Peter Irvin, but I read that he is known as the George Washington of karate. And Ed Parker is known as the father of American karate. So, see, great things happen all over the world all the time. That's crazy. I bet in the nowadays with all the social media, more people are aware that someone else is doing something similar to what they're doing. I bet that's a change in the modern times. Yes. Okay, move us on, Landon. Okay, I've got a fun random fact that moves us away from Peter Urban. Thank you. All right. Ed Parker introduced Bruce Lee to American audiences in Long Beach, California in the year 1964 at his International Karate Championships. 
by having Bruce Lee do a demonstration. However, Bruce Lee was not a competitor. That is a good one, Landon. But I believe you pushed a little too far chronologically. Whoopsies. Because, <laughs> because didn't he meet Elvis and start training him in 1960? Us, that's exactly right. But did you guys know that Elvis was into karate before he met the Grandmaster Ed Parker? He was? Did you know that? I did read that. You didn't read that? I read it, but I didn't know it before I read it. Here's what I read. He started training when he was stationed in Germany in the late 50s with a man named Jürgen Seidel. And also, when he had leave from his post, he traveled to Paris to train with Tetsujio Murakami in Shotokan. Okay, that's cool. And I didn't know that. This is another opportunity to mention archived episodes. We should just become the archives of we're the library of Wildcat Tojos. I think you guys should check out the Gitchin Funakoshi episode, which we published in June of 2020. Mm. It talks about Shotokan karate. It's true. Yes. Okay, Sensei Jackie, pick it up when Elvis met Ed Parker. Us. Elvis met Ed Parker in 1960. And their relationship lasted until Elvis's death in 1977. We read about that meeting, didn't we, Landon? We did. And here's what I found. Elvis said to Grandmaster Ed Parker, Uh, I don't think you know me, but my name is Elvis Presley. Grandmaster Ed Parker said, You're very innovative. Then Elvis said, I can see you're a rebel in your field. I am a rebel just as you are. And that, to paraphrase the movie Casablanca, another great movie, was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Let's round robin some Ed Parker slash Elvis trivia. Okay? I think that's a good idea. I'll start. It's interesting that Elvis only wore a Kempo patch, even though he had training in both Shotokan and Judo. Us, that's a really good one. I'll add that Grandmaster Ed Parker worked as Elvis's bodyguard the last years of Elvis's life. That's also a good one. And I'll add that we have a friend named Sensei Tracy. She's been on the show. Us. And she shared with me that when she and her late husband were taking a special tour of Graceland, they were allowed in Elvis's library. And there, they were shown notebooks, handwritten by Elvis, containing notes of his karate training. So notes he took like we take notes. That is so cool, isn't it? Oh, yes. And they were told by the tour guide that he carried them with him as well as his karate library whenever he traveled, wherever he traveled. That is unbelievable, Sensei. I wonder if they got a special tour because her husband, Sensei Tracy's husband, was an Elvis impersonator. Hmm. I don't know, but I do love Elvis impersonators. Don't you guys? Oh, I do. Well... I haven't learned much about Elvis impersonators, but they sound pretty cool. Can I add one more thing that I noticed while we were reading all this? Absolutely. Okay, everybody put your thinking caps on. Both Ed Parker and Elvis Presley have the same initials, EP. Oh my God. And I just thought of this. EP is what they call when you release a song, and Elvis was a singer. Extended play, Elvis. Very interesting. On that note, let's move on to Grandmaster Ed Parker, the later years. (laughs) I'm starting this one out. He, like Fumio Demura, another archived episode, worked on a lot of movies between the 1960s and the 1990s. He shows up in two Elvis videos, but he's also known for working with action star of the 90s, 
Jeff Speakman. And Sensei, I have some really cool trivia about that. Jeff Speakman's movie called The Perfect Weapon, and it was the last project that Mr. Parker worked on, and the movie is dedicated to him. That's a really nice way to honor your sensei. But I'm going to change track to laughing. (laughs) And I'm going to note that in 1963, Ed Parker was a young black belt and made an appearance as himself in a show called The Lucy Show, which starred Lucille Ball. And she and her best friend were learning to take karate. And I'm just telling you, this is too funny. You know, even though it's not in color, it's totally worth a YouTube search. I loved it. And in fact, watched the whole episode. I watched it and it was so funny. I was cracking out loud or laughing out loud. And I'm saying this. I was sitting here at the table while Landon was watching it. And he was so loud watching it with laughing and commenting and saying things. I was distracted from my work. Sorry, Satsai. No, don't be. It was so funny. I was laughing at how hard you were laughing. So what are we doing? We're recommending it. Us. You want to see Ed Parker younger years? You want to laugh a lot? And you want to see what comedy was like when, when TV was black and white? There's a good example. Us. Anyway, I want to move on to a movie called American Grandmaster, The Life and Death of Mr. Parker, made in 2008. And it was made by a man named Patrick Millian, a filmmaker So obviously, it's like a biography and an homage to Grandmaster Ed Parker. Us. Us. I found a Kickstarter page on it that was last updated in 2010. Huh. And the movie was made in 2008. Did it have anything interesting on it? Not really. Just what you would expect for a web page. You know, I found the movie to rent on Amazon Prime for $12.99. Ooh. Sorry, I didn't rent it yet. I saw it too, and I didn't rent it either, but... Don't, don't get mad at us about it. $12.99 is a lot in these times. Yes, it is. <laughs> in COVID dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Mask dollars. <laughs> Meanwhile, his widow wrote a book by a similar name in 1997. It's called Memories of Ed Parker Sr., Grandmaster of American Kenpo Karate. So there's plenty of information out there for any of you who might want to look further into this person's life. Did you guys know that if Ed Parker were still alive, he'd be turning 90 next year? Really? Remarkable. That's all true. In fact, Ed Parker died December 15th, 1990. And his wife, Leilani, died on June 12th, 2006. That is kind of sad. Rest in power. Rest (laughs) in peace. But I'll add that they had five children who carried on the legacy. And all the children stayed in the business of karate. His son... Ed Parker Jr. started his own self-defense system, and his four daughters run his corporation. That is a nice legacy, Landon. And I'd like to add a fun fact here, though. Ed Parker Jr. played his dad in the movie Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Really? That's totally awesome, isn't it? Totally awesome. So I'm going to change subjects now, and I'm going to say, you know what really happens often, but what is kind of sad? What's What's that, Sensei? After his death, some martial artists begin to throw shade at him, questioning whether he was a better martial artist or a better businessman. Mm. Mm. Specifically, I read that a man named Dan Jurjevic wrote an article called, What Did Ed Parker Study? He suggests that Ed Parker never really reached mastery of his skill, and he bases this claim on clips of him doing karate. He says that Ed Parker was a better salesman of his skills 
than his actual skill warranted. So I'm going to stop right there. And I want to talk about this from a few different standpoints. One, the three of us put ourselves out for people to look at and judge quite often. It's it's a real regular thing. And you get a lot of both positive and negative feedback when you do that. For sure. And the second thing that I want to take note of is if you're being videotaped or if you're being videoed, I'm not allowed to say taped anymore. Did you know that? Because they don't do it on tape. They do it on digital. But if you're being videoed, people can stop action at different points and get you in your best light or your worst light, depending on how they want to portray you. Now, I'm not even saying Dan is wrong. I'm just saying the man is dead. We don't have any right to say whether his skill level in business was more than his skill level in karate or vice versa. I did read quite a bit about him when I was doing this. And I found that what we said in the last podcast about um, Master Demura, where he mentioned in one of his quotes that the longer a person stays in the martial arts, the more internal and and personal it becomes. That's the way it seemed to me about Grandmaster Ed Parker. Oh, really? And my experience is that's the way it was with Master Collegian. I knew Master Collegian personally from him as a young black belt to him as a 10th degree master level black belt. And he seriously internalized and personalized his training the longer he stayed. So whether or not somebody's front kick was excellent in the Lucy show isn't really the do-all, end-all for the perfection of him growing and changing as a martial artist. Do you know what I mean? I do, Sensei, and it goes right to that uh, statement on our certificates from Master Collegian. We grow and change in the martial arts, as I'm sure Grandmaster Parker did himself. Hmm. It's a very good connection. Well, that was some serious stuff, so we can't end on that. So. We decided not to even end on Ed Parker quotes, but to end with some Elvis trivia. We, uh, we've gathered both some quotes and some of our favorite songs, and we're going to throw them out at you and see, you know, which spaghetti noodles stick against the wall. My teddy bear. <laughs> that's not one of my favorites. Mine neither, but that's the one that came to mind. But everybody loves, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. And don't be cruel to uh, hide if that's true. Poor Landon is looking at us. Uh, I don't know what he likes less. The fact that he doesn't know all the songs or us singing. I don't know. It's all fun. Pick that first quote, Landon. It's appropriate. Which quote do you like here? My favorite one is when things go wrong, don't go with them. I love that quote. I actually like that. I think we should have that knitted on a pillow or embroidered on a pillow. Way to go, EP. Hey, was she talking to Elvis or Ed? Well, this one fits me. Animals don't hate, and we're supposed to be better than animals. I really like that one. Way to go, Elvis, because when I was looking up his quotes, a lot of them were just lyrics out of the songs, and I didn't keep a lot of those. But I do want to say that possibly if I had to pick a favorite, it might be, don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything, but stay stay off of my blue suede shoes. Hey, uh, we got to ask Bryce what his favorite song is. I asked Bryce to give me some input. He's going to bring me some stuff next week. I'll add it either in listener mail or before we lay this one down to to, uh, publish. Okay, guys? Us. But we do want to thank Bryce for the idea because this was fun. So fun. And, of course, we have to do a shout out to Honor Athletics. Probably you all never thought much about the fact that I'm actually a small business. Unlike retail, 
in martial arts, it really doesn't come up that often. But from one small business owner to another small business owner, I'm asking you to support Honor Athletics in Georgia. So how would we support them, Landon? To order, call for personal service at 770-945-5150. You can also order all your karate needs and more online at honorathletics.com. And don't forget, when you're checking out, make sure you give the code WILDCATDOJO to get your 10% discount. So thanks so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it, Honor Athletics. And everybody in the audience, thanks for going out and checking them out. We appreciate that as well. And with that, we are saying goodnight. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. And I'm signing off for now. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.